listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. We're going to run in 2021. And this is going to be a year. What did God give us? Isaiah 40 and verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Morning, Mike. Morning, Samson. And so that's going to be your story. You're going to, number one, mount up with wings like eagles. You're going to soar above everything that presents itself as a problem in Jesus' name. You will, uh, not only that, but you'll renew your strength. Get ready for a renewed strength in this year. Maybe you felt like last year was was a a year where your strength was sapped. I felt great in last year. I I wasn't trying to run out of 2020. I was so thankful. We were laughing this morning. I was so happy with 2020. We were putting our television broadcast together for 2021. I was still labeling them as 2020. (laughs) I was not ready to get out. And so uh, whether it was your best year or your worst year, this is going to be a better year. And new strength is coming to you in Jesus' name. Number three, you're going to run and not grow weary. That means divine momentum is coming on God's people. We're going to run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. In Jesus' mighty name. It's going to be a year of divine momentum. But we're confessing that as harvest is coming to us. We're confessing that as favor is coming to us in every area. And uh, I know that favor can be kind of a, um, it can be kind of a vague term. But that's why today I'm going to break it down. I'm going to give you seven areas, seven, from God's word. And we're in the book of Acts. What? favor looks like. What does favor look like? Well, that's why we titled the broadcast. This is what favor looks like, because I want to show you, uh, from God's word, how to identify what favor looks like. And we're going to talk about it. So the reason I want you to pop your Bible open, I want you to be able to go back to this and reference. I'm sure you can see that, uh, hit me with the close shot, hit me with the close shot. Uh, that's, you know, highlight it. Right next to it. You know, I like to mark this Bible up, but, you know, highlight it. Make notes for yourself in the margin. It's important. Um, Because as you go back through, you're reading your Bible. I'll go back through and find things, you know, that I wrote last year. And it jumps right back in my spirit again. The same thing the Lord told me. So keep note of this. Be faithful to mark down what the Lord shows you. And as we go through these seven things, I want you to see that it's going to be your story as well. This is going to be your story as well. I have a couple translations open. I may look at something on my phone as well, but I wanted to really uh, break this down for you guys. So let's get into this. Now, I want you to open your Bible with me to Acts chapter 28. It's the last chapter in the book of Acts. And I'm going to point something out a little bit interesting about this, um, about this book um, to you before we get started, but it's very interesting. And I'll tell you something Lester Summerall said in just a minute, but Acts chapter 28, good morning, Chuck. 
uh, we're looking at the life of Paul and we're going to identify what favor looks like from the life of Paul. Um, as you look at the end of the, the book of Acts, it's really interesting. Of course, you know, it's the story of Paul going to Rome or being taken to Rome as a prisoner where he's kept there. But you know what's really amazing about the book of Acts? There's not a formal ending to it. There's not a formal ending to the book of Acts. It's interesting. Like you go to all these other books in the New Testament, all these other letters, there's formal endings. There's greetings. There's, you know, grace and peace be unto you. We hope to come see you soon. Give our love to everybody. There's a conclusion. There's a close. Not in the book of Acts. The full name, the Acts of the Apostles. It's a narrative of what God did through his people in the early church. And uh, Pentecostalism was born. Very interesting. Did we lose a, 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 a stream? What happened? Did we lose YouTube? We lost Facebook? Weird. Um, is anybody still on Facebook? Or did we lose you? Somebody type in the comments if you're still on Facebook or if Facebook dropped us for some reason. I haven't even said anything controversial. Um, <laughs> yet. <laughs> YouTube's still on. Elizabeth's on YouTube. Anybody still on Facebook? Are you seeing it on Facebook, Tiff? That's weird. Um, but there's not a formal ending. There's not a formal ending to the book of Acts. Let me read you the last few chapters of Acts and, uh, and show you what it says. I'll read verses 28 through 31. The Bible says, Therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They'll listen. And he lived there two whole years at his own expense. Talking about Paul. He lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him proclaiming the kingdom of God, teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. That's the end. That's literally the end. And so it's not a conclusion. It's not over, which means that, and I love how uh, it's off Facebook. What's up with that? Can you turn it off and turn it back on for Facebook? I don't know. Just, just like turn Facebook off and back on. I have no idea why that would do that. Facebook, we're not even controversial. We're not even being controversial. Anyway, this is why people need to be on YouTube anyway. Um, so when Paul comes to the end of his life, end of his ministry, notice here, there's no conclusion. It just kind of, it, you know what's crazy about it? And history tells us, uh, history tells us what happens to Paul you know, Paul uh, is executed, obviously. Uh, he's executed while he's in Rome after all of his time of ministry. But the, the book of Acts doesn't even tell us. It doesn't even describe his execution, doesn't describe the end of his life. None of that. None of that. And so uh, I love what Dr. Lester Sumrall said. Dr. Lester Sumrall said that uh, we are Acts 29. Now, obviously there's no 20, there's no 29th, um, chapter of Acts, but what he, the point he was making is that we have become Acts 29, that the reason that there's not a conclusion to, uh, the acts of the apostle is that those types of acts 
are still going on today. That God didn't stop doing what he was doing in the early church. He didn't stop moving like he was moving in the early church. The acts of the apostles are still uh, taking place today. Signs, wonders, miracles still taking place today. And so I want you to put it in the comments. Put this in the comments. We are Acts 29. I want you to write that in the comments. We are Acts 29. Because we are. And that means we should still be seeing these things happen in our own lives, in our own ministries, in our own businesses. We are, we are Acts 29. So put that in the comments. And I love that Dr. Lester Summerall taught that to get it in our spirits, to get it in our minds. We are Acts 29. Amen. Which means we've got an expectation to see things happen that are supernatural. Thank you, Lord. We've got an expectation. Thank you, Tiff. We've got an expectation to see supernatural things happen. We're Acts 29. Amen. And so as we're in the book of Acts, and I'm, of course, we're in the, uh, the last chapter, Acts 28, seven things that identify the book of Acts and the favor that comes upon that kind of a believer, a book of Acts believer. You see that? A book of Acts believer. So to give you a little precursor here, Paul is on a ship traveling to Rome. He's on a ship traveling to Rome. He's not there yet. And all of a sudden, a storm hits on the ocean. And of course, Paul had already been told by the Lord, no loss of life. Everybody's going to be okay. It's all going to be fine. And so in the midst of all of this, a storm hits. Now, I will actually jump backwards uh, to Acts 27, starting in verse 39. And I want to read it to you. Listen to this. Um, verse 39 says, now when it was day, they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a bay with a beach on which they planned, if possible, to run the ship ashore. So they cast off the anchors and left them in the sea. At the same time, loosening the ropes and tied the rudders. Then hoisting the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach. But striking a reef, see that, they ran the vessel aground. The bow struck and remained immovable, and the stern was being broken up by the surf. And the soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners, lest they should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. And he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land. And the rest on planks or on pieces of the ship. And so it was that they were brought safely to land. Now look at verse 1 of Acts 28. After we were brought safely through we then learned that the island was called Malta. And so they were shipwrecked and landed on the Isle of Malta or the island of Malta. And so I want you to see this because here is the first sign of favor we see in this passage of scripture in Acts 28. The first sign of favor that came upon the apostle Paul in this story is number one, divine protection. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Divine protection. Put it in the comments. Number one, divine protection. 
This is the first benefit, or in this story, if you want to call it, a mark of favor, divine protection. What would have killed others will not kill you. What would have uh, harmed others is divine protection. It's divine protection. And so one of the ones, and I, I said this, I was so thankful to the Lord. I gave him all the praise for this, all the glory, all the honor, literally. I was so thankful. Uh, I posted it on Twitter and then reposted it on Instagram is that literally I traveled through the whole year last year, traveled through the whole year. I mean, literally we were nonstop. I, I, dozens of flights. I was all over this place. I mean, to state after state after state after state, I laid hands on hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people. And, uh, literally it was amazing that I went through the whole year and Corona never touched my body one time, never touched my body one time, never had one symptom, never had one attack. And I'm not, I'm not saying that in a way that if somebody did, I'm condemning them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying how amazing, how amazing that, you know, when other people were trying to stay inside, do you know, listen to this. We had family members. We had people that, you know, not immediate family extended, you know, people that are extended family that basically told us, don't come to our house. Don't visit us. Don't come see us until this whole thing is over. I mean, literally locked themselves in their houses. I mean, afraid. I'm, I'm being serious. Locked themselves away and were afraid. And, uh, I mean, it was no, nobody in the Shuttlesworth family, but I'm talking about extended family that said, don't come see us. Don't, you know, whatever. Don't, we don't want, don't, it's too dangerous. That's how people were living. People were living in total fear. Some still are, still are. And, uh, and wouldn't go to the store, wouldn't go to the grocery store, having groceries delivered, all this stuff, afraid, afraid to be in contact with people. And we just got out, traveled. I mean, traveled. We weren't bound up. We were moving, man, traveling all over the place. We went hard, I think from like April to December and never stopped. There were times we were out for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks at a time in contact with thousands of people on dozens of flights, multiple states, laid hands. I'm directly in contact. I didn't put rubber gloves on. It'll be a cold day in hell with the devil sucking popsicles for I'll put rubber gloves on to lay hands on the sick. Well, you know, there are, you gotta use wisdom. Please, please. Then put rubber gloves on. I was not, in, we were in contact with people and never once, Never once did it touch my body. Hallelujah. Never once. Not one symptom. Not one problem. It was a Holy Ghost vaccine. <laughs> the law of life in Christ. And see, that's the first sign of favor. Divine protection. That's what Paul is experiencing here in Acts 28. Is that they hit a, it destroyed their ship. The surf, I mean, think about this. The surf was so strong that it was destroying their ship. And they're going to go out in the water by themselves? Jump overboard. Jump overboard. Really? You're going to jump overboard? The, 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 the storm, the ocean, 
the surf is destroying our ship and you want me to jump into that? Divine protection, divine protection, hallelujah. If you've not written it in the comments, put it in the comments. If you haven't marked it in your notes, mark it in your notes. Verse one, Acts 28, verse one, divine protection. I love that, Letty, you've been listening. You've been listening and making notes. My hands heal, they don't catch disease. And that's exactly what I preached. The, the thing that I preached was this, you got to make up in your mind as a Holy Ghost filled believer, do these hands heal the sick or do they catch and spread diseases? Do these hands heal the sick or do they catch and spread diseases? Which one? Cause it can't be both. It can't be both because if they heal the sick, how do they catch sickness? You see that? I know Facebook turned commenting off for some reason. I don't know what that's about. Sorry about that. I have no idea, nor do I really care that much. Jump on YouTube if you want to comment. Um, either these hands heal the sick or they catch and spread diseases. Can't be both. Not even logically can it be both, right? So you have to understand that divine protection is upon you when you have divine favor from God. Divine protection is upon you. Hallelujah. Mark it, highlight verse one, put a star, margin, divine protection. It's your story. It's your story. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to continue being your story in Jesus' name. I said it's going to continue being your story in Jesus' name. Divine protection upon your family, upon your children, upon your body, upon your mind. You will have protection in your favor with God. That's number one. And Paul had it, the people that were with him. I want you to hear this. This is a strong thought right here, but I want you to hear it. You carry so much divine protection upon your life that people will be protected just being around you. Thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. People will be protected just being around you. What do I, what do I mean by that? I I talk like this because I mean it. I honestly mean it. That when I get on an airplane, every other person on that airplane should lift up their hands and thank God that I just stepped aboard. Because the fact that I just boarded means that the airplane cannot go down. Cannot. Cannot. You say, well, what about, what about all these other preachers that have died in airplanes? What about these other preachers that had private planes and they died on their flight or whatever? If you know the behind the scenes scene story of a lot of them, you know what happened is that they were actually warned multiple times, warned by air traffic control, warned not to fly to that location, warned that there was extremely bad weather. Don't bring your plane in right now. Wait a few hours, come tomorrow. And they, instead of listening to wisdom, they just said, no, we're just going to go right on through. And they, and even their pilots didn't want to go and they ignored the signs and just kept on going. Well, you ignore the signs. That's your business. You ignore the signs. That's your problem. I mean, you know, they told you don't come and that's what's happened. I can tell you that for a fact for the ones that I know. And I'm just telling you right now, hallelujah. If you get on a commercial flight and there's a problem, you know, they don't let you take off. If you get on a commercial flight and I'm sure you've been on one and there's a maintenance issue then they say, hey, we're going to put you on another plane. This plane has a maintenance issue that can't be fixed right now. 
So what do they do? They deplane, everybody goes out, and everybody groans, and then everybody gets on another plane with a delay. But if you got your own plane and you've got problems or you hear there's an issue and you say, forget the issue, we're going, that's not faith, that's stupidity. It's stupidity. So that's why I'm, I'm very careful because people say, well, you know, you confess that, but there's other Holy Ghost preachers that have died on their plane. Yeah, and it's not because God didn't protect them, it's because they didn't listen to the warnings. And some of them, it's because they didn't pay to take care of their airplanes. You know, you got to pay to take care of your airplane. You can't just have one and leave it in a hangar. You actually have to do maintenance on it. And so it's not because God's not a protector. It's because you don't use wisdom in those cases. But I'm telling you right now, when I board a plane, every other person on that flight should lift their hands and thank the Lord God Almighty that I just sat down. Because the fact that I just sat down means this plane's not going down in Jesus' name. Divine protection is not only on my life. If you're with me, it'll be on your life. Getting in a car with me, you ought to thank God because the car is not coming to its end. It's not going to be destroyed. We're not going to die in a car crash. In Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. And you got to think that way. And you got to talk that way. And you got to confess that way. Well, you never know what can happen when you get out there on the highway. Oh, I know what can happen. I know what can happen. Divine protection. Divine protection. That's number one. So I hope you've got it in the comments. Number two, let's go on with the story. Now they learned, verse one, that the island was called Malta. And so they landed on the island of Malta. Look at verse two. And the native people showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire, welcomed us all because it began to rain and it was cold. Number two, the second marker or sign of divine favor is that people will show you unusual kindness. Put that in the comments. Number two, unusual kindness. Thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. People will show you unusual kindness. Hallelujah. Whew. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. Well, you say, well, what's unusual kindness? Well, let me tell you what, first of all, what usual kindness is. What's usual kindness? Usual kindness is maybe somebody hold the door open for you. That's, that's, that's normal. People do that for people. Hey, let me get that door for you. And they'll hold the door open. That's usual kindness. The unusual kindness is when they hold the door open for you. And then when you pass through, they shake your hand and hand you a thousand dollar check. Like you just saw the testimony come up <laughs> a moment ago, thousand dollars came into her hand. That's unusual kindness. That's unusual. There's a difference between what, what's done for everybody and something that's not done for everybody. Catch this unusual kindness. There's a difference between what's done for everybody and what's not done for everybody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can I show you just, you know, unusual kindness, you know, just hit our, our ministry, uh, this week. And so it saved me thousands of dollars because of unusual kindness. I'll give you the testimony. Saved me thousands. If I were to calculate, uh, seven, probably saved me close to $5,000, $5,000. I'm gonna tell you how it saved me 5,000. 
as I told you, we're launching tonight on Miracle Word Television. For the first time ever, it launches today. Praise God, we've launched. There's our big announcement. Hallelujah. And, and God did it. But I want you to see this. One of the things that's uh, required when you're on television in the United States is that the FCC passed a law some years ago that you have to have all of your television programs equipped with closed captioning. So for those of us that watch, you know, for the hearing impaired, obviously they can hit one button on the controller and the words come up, the subtitles or the captions come up on the screen for the hearing impaired. And of course we just take that for granted, but you know, when you're doing the television program, somebody has to do that work. I mean, it doesn't just happen automatically. Somebody has to type in every word and encode that into your television broadcast. So you got to pay for that. That's not free. And so we, we, as we're jumping in, we're just looking at all the things we've got to do. And uh, one of the stations we went on, um, because we've, we're just now putting all the programs together, we're not doing that in-house. I said, well, just call the station. I said, when you call the station, one of the stations we're on, I said, uh, ask them if they've just got somebody in-house that we can pay them to do our closed captioning for our program. And so we called and they said, well, let me, let's, let, let us refer you to the person in the studio uh, here that does the closed captioning work. Well, we get on the phone with that guy and he starts to talk to us and he starts to tell us and he's like, oh yeah, I, I know brother Ted. I know brother Ted and his cousin, Jonathan. I love them, love their ministries, love their broadcast. I, I really appreciate them and all of this. Well, it normally costs, uh, you know, a little bit over probably $100 to $150 for every single uh, broadcast to be um, closed captioned. So it's $150 every single week, somewhere around there between $100 He said, you know what? He said, I would do it for free. I love Brother Ted. I love his ministry. Really appreciate him. But however, the station makes us charge something because we have to have something on the books. He said, I won't make a dollar off this, but I'll do the very, very minimum that our station requires so they have something on the books. He said, I'll do every program for you, Brother Ted, for $35. Now think about that. Probably over $100 worth of savings uh, every single week. Now that's only with being on once a week. But just think, one act right there of unusual kindness, that's about $5,000 a year that is literally just put back into our hands or put back into our ministry. Now that's supernatural favor. That's called unusual kindness. What are, I mean, literally, think about this in your, in your mind. Think about this. I don't know I mean, I don't know where else you'd think about it other than your mind. Think about this in your mind. Uh, what are the odds to you? in the natural realm that any station we could go on in the nation and the one that we're on right now that, that where this guy works, they send an email to this guy and by some chance, by the, you know, what are the odds of this? The guy we talked to, who's the guy that does closed captioning is a guy that says, I know brother Ted. I love brother Ted. I love his family. I love his cousin. And I really appreciate his ministry. And I'd like to do this work for you at cost. What are the odds? Or did God direct us supernaturally? Did God put it on that man's heart to be a blessing, to show unusual kindness and favor for the gospel of Jesus Christ? And now by that unusual kindness, favor once again has hit and we're blessed. 
You see that. And that's a five, that ain't small. I mean, I don't know who's watching, but you know, $5,000 is not chump change, nor is it lunch money. (laughs) Zach, it's not lunch money. It might be dinner money. It's not lunch money. (laughs) $5,000. Thank God. You know what that is? Unusual kindness. He didn't have to do that. I didn't ask him to do that. The Lord spoke to him. And when you have favor, expect unusual kindness. Letty, uh, Letty had a a testimony. Morning, Caitlin. Is is Letty still on? I mean, she didn't type it. I'm just saying she had one that she sent in. Um, Letty, if you're still there, throw a hand up in the comments section. Um, Letty had an awesome testimony. Uh, I believe that was one of the people that she does cleaning for, uh, with her cleaning business. And, uh, the, the people that she does cleaning for, uh, own a, um, like an automotive or a tire, a tire company or something like that. And they felt in their heart, they said, bring your, bring your vehicle down. We're going to put all new winter, um, I guess it was all weather winter tires on your car, four new winter tires on your car. Look at that. They didn't have to do that. Think about that for a moment. Unusual kindness. Thank you, Jesus. Unusual kindness. And they said, just bring your car down. We'll put them on. We'll give you the tires. We'll put them on your car. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody that's ever had to retire your car knows what that costs and knows it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. That's an expense. But when you have favor upon your life, guess what? Unusual kindness, unusual kindness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Expect unusual kindness. Expect people to show up and bless you wherever you go. I mean, you ought to say it. You ought to say it. Should be part of your confession. Today, as I go about my business, as I go do what I'm called to do, somebody's going to show up and bless me. And I'm going to be a blessing to somebody else. Prosperity's both ways. But hear that. People are showing up to bless you and declare it. I expect people to show up to bless me. Thank you, Lord. It's your promise. I have favor. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I obey your word, which means people are showing up to bless me. (laughs) with unusual kindness. Thank you, Lord. Unusual kindness. That's marker number two, that you've got divine favor upon your life. Go with me. Number three, let's keep reading. Verse two says the native people showed us unusual kindness for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all because it had begun to rain and was cold. Let me stop there. I believe someone just said that, that they had unusual kindness in them and their whole kitchen got remodeled. Is that what I just saw? That their whole kitchen got remodeled in 2020. Yeah, I'm Kim Parker. My, no, my house. My house was remodeled in 2020. Unusual kindness. Look at Crystal. We had this happen to us recently too. Unusual kindness. Took Van to dealer for warranty work. Came out with brand new tires. Look at that. God keeps doing it. And that's what you should expect. Expect it. Bless, bless, bless. I agree. Whole house. Amen. Expect unusual kindness. Verse three, let's go to number three. Verse three says, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire, a viper came out 
because of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man's a murderer, though he's escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. And they were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But when they'd waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Marker number three, if you have favor upon your life, is this divine deliverance, divine deliverance, write it in the comments, divine deliverance. The enemy will do his best to launch attacks at your life. He may launch attacks at your reputation. He may launch attacks at your children. He may launch attacks at your ministry. He may launch attacks at your business, but divine deliverance is a sign and a marker of favor. And see, Paul here is on his way. And you can see the Lord is delivering him from all evil. First, he protects him from the shipwreck. Then unusual kindness hits him. And then he's delivered from the attack. And that is an attack. That is an attack. I don't believe it's any accident that Paul was. Let me ask you a question. How come it wasn't anybody else that was that, that that happened to? If it's just random, if it, because notice they'd all been building a fire. The, the natives had been building the fire. They had been gathering up sticks. They'd been putting things together. How come it wasn't anybody else that was on the, uh, on the ship that came onto the shore? How come nobody else it happened to? Why did it happen specifically to the Apostle Paul? I believe it was an attack against Apostle Paul's life. But notice what he got, divine deliverance. Divine deliverance. Part of your favor is to be delivered supernaturally from the attacks of the enemy. It's what you should expect. See, hear me. It is scriptural to be challenged, but it is not scriptural to be defeated. I'm going to say that again. It is scriptural to be challenged, but it is not scriptural to be defeated. Divine deliverance is the story of those who have favor. If you've got favor, then you've got victory on your side. I don't care what the devil launches against you. I don't care what the devil launches against you. You've got favor. Hallelujah. You've got divine favor upon your life. And you know what that's going to bring? Divine deliverance. Divine deliverance from every attack. We're not just believing God. That's right, Kim. We're the victory tribe. We ought to have victory. It's divine deliverance from every attack of the devil. Amen, Ben. We're going to have it. We're going to see it throughout all of 2020, 20, uh, 2021 and beyond. See, I almost caught myself saying 2020 again. I wasn't ready to get out of that year. It was so blessed. 2021 and beyond. We're going to see divine deliverance. Doesn't matter what the devil launches. No weapon formed against you is going to be allowed to prosper. <laughs> no, not one weapon, not one is going to be allowed to prosper against your life. That's it, Dawn. Say that. Throw that snake off. Shake that thing into the fire. Shake that thing into the fire. Let, let me give you, um, 
Let me give you something the Lord showed me about this because notice what it was that stirred up the, the viper. The Bible says, uh, as they were, uh, look at this, the, the heat, it came out because of the heat, the Bible says. That's, uh, if, if you're reading, that's verse number three. And it came out because of the heat. Came out because of the heat. One of the things I want you to see about this attack, and this is why attacks come, is because the devil doesn't like the anointing. The devil doesn't like the fire of God. And if you're in the victory tribe, if you're part of God's people, and you've got the anointing upon your life, guess what? You've got an enemy by default. Put it in the comments, I have an enemy by default. You say, well, I haven't made any enemies of it. No, you've got an enemy by default. If you've got the anointing, if you've got the power of God, you've got an enemy by default. And the devil doesn't like the heat that's on your life. Doesn't like the fire of God that's on your life. He hates it. Why do you think he attacks you? Why do you think he wants to take you out? He hates he hates the anointing that's upon your life. The thing that drove the viper out was the heat. But notice what Paul did. It's on his hand, hanging there on his hand. And the Bible says he just walked right back over to the fire. Walked right back over to the fire and shook that thing off. Notice the same thing that exposed it is the same thing that destroyed it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again because it ought to stir your faith up. The same thing that exposed it is the same thing that destroyed it. Shook the viper off into the fire. Shake that thing off in the anointing. Shake it off in the anointing. It exposed that viper and it killed that viper. And so when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. We're exposing the devil and destroying every attack of the devil by the anointing of God. That's number three, the third sign marker benefit of favor, divine deliverance, divine deliverance. I want to go to number four. We're going to keep on reading in uh, number four. Look at this. I'll read beyond now into verse seven. Now, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. That's what the people said. Verse seven. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island named Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. Look at that. That's verse seven. The fourth marker of favor is no need, no lack. Or excuse me, not no need, no lack. A harvests or honors. I'm coming back to the other one, but I want to, I want to cover this one first. Harvests and honor. Harvests and honor. Number four harvests and honor entertained us for three days. Notice this hospitably. He was the chief man of the whole Island and he honored them and they reaped a harvest. Think about this. Paul 
is a prisoner. <laughs> Catch that. Paul's a prisoner. Why would you honor a prisoner? Because God's anointing was on his life. And the chief man of the island brought them into his own house. Into his own house. Let me tell you, he didn't have a shack. And entertained us hospitably for three days. Glory to God. I love that. Expect supernatural hospitality and honor. That's the God kind. Good things. That means they ate at the chief's table. The food he ate is the food they ate. They slept in the best beds. Glory to God. They lounged in the best environment on the whole island. On the whole island. Is it, is it amazing to you that in the midst of this, Paul being captured, Paul being taken to Rome, he's a prisoner, they're shipwrecked, and within moments, within moments, they've got unusual kindness, and they go from unusual kindness into staying in the best home in the entire island. God's people should expect the best. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to say it boldly. God's people should expect the best. Oh, well, brother, I don't, I don't need that. Keep talking like that. Keep deferring your blessings to somebody. Well, brother, I don't need. It. It's not about need. It's not about need. It's not about that. Let me, let me ask you a question. When Christmas comes around, do you buy your kids presents because they need them? I'm just asking. When Christmas hits, when their birthday hits, do you buy them presents because they need them? Is that why you buy them? Or do you buy them because you love them? Your kids don't need presents. Your kids don't need presents. <laughs> That's not why we do it. Oh, really? Came up December 25th, walked downstairs, and, and what your kids needed to survive was 40 presents on the floor around a tree. They didn't need that. You did it because you love them and you want to see them blessed and you love to see them smile and you love to see them happy and you love, see? Absolutely. And that, it's not about need. God doesn't bless you just because you need it. He blesses you because he loves you. He loves you. Armand Gaming Armand is having a hard time in the comments. His little head is about to explode with all the information he's receiving right now. <laughs> Understand it. <laughs> Somebody welcome him. It's obviously his first time on the broadcast. But understand it. God doesn't bless you because you need it. He's a God of the overflow, abundance, blesses you. According to Jesus, blesses you because he loves you. And notice this, they go from a shipwreck, hit the, uh, hit the island, and within moments, they go from unusual kindness into staying in the best home on the island. Christians should expect the best. You know what was happening was uh, we had Dr. Leroy Thompson at the church in Virginia Beach, and uh, he said something that really, um, it really shook me at the time, really shook me. And I'll never forget it. 
I was listening to him teach and he said, you know, most people are conditioned. This was the gist. I'm not giving you his exact, uh, phraseology, but he said, most people are conditioned to where they don't mind having something or having a lot of, of cheap things. Most people are conditioned that way. Most people are conditioned that way. Let me just give you a little uh, example. And you can throw your hand up if you're not ashamed of it. How many of you have gone to the kiosk in the mall and bought that pair of $20 sunglasses? And they got the sunglass kiosk in the mall. And you go buy that $15 or $20 pair of sunglasses. Lift your hand if you've done it. And then invariably you lose them. You sit on them. You crush them. It's like, oh man, I just got those. And then you go back to the mall and you buy another pair of $20 sunglasses. And how many of you have bought like seven pairs of $20 sunglasses from the mall? You buy eight pairs. You've just over the last year, you may have bought eight pairs. Who knows? It's like you keep buying all these cheap sunglasses. You got eight pairs of them sitting around the house. And then people are all freaked out about a $200 or $250 pair of sunglasses going to Sunglass Hut, you're like, oh my Lord, they want $250 uh, for that pair of sunglasses? They want $300 for that pair of sunglasses? And people are like, I, I can't, I don't know how, I, don't, I could never spend $300 on sunglasses. Heads up, you already did. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Heads up, you already spent $250 on sunglasses. If you got seven pairs sitting around the house that cost you 20 bucks, you hear what I'm saying? That's $140 of sunglasses. You already did that. You already did it. You already spent 150, 200 bucks. And here's what Dr. Thompson was saying. He's saying that what happens is we're cool because it's in increments. And so we buy the, we buy cheap stuff, a bunch of cheap stuff. We're okay with, you know, hitting uh, the, the kiosk in the mall and having 10 pairs of sunglasses that cost us $20. But people say, well, I would never go and pay $200 for sunglasses, but you've already spent $200 on sunglasses. But the point he was making is go in there and drop your $200 on that pair of sunglasses that you like, and then put them on. He said that put them on and see what having something nice feels like. Go get your pair of Gucci's or Ray-Bans or Prada's or whatever it is you like. Put them on your head and feel what it feels like to have something nice on. People go out, they got all these different, uh, they've got all these different pairs uh, of shoes that cost them 50 bucks, 40 bucks. Well, I would never, I could, you got all these, I, I see them in church. People go out, they'll have, you know, they'll go out and buy, uh, you know, a bunch of different pairs of dress shoes that cost them $40, 40, and they got like 10 pairs of them. Well, I'd never spend $300 on a pair of dress shoes. Yeah, but you already did. That's the thing. And Dr. Thompson was saying, you you got people, you got guys, they got suits in their closet. They got five suits that cost 200 bucks. He said, go out and get yourself a thousand dollar suit and feel what it feels like to wear the best. He said, if you got to wear that one suit with different shirts and ties and wear the best, he said, wear the best and get used to the best. Now, he's, he's, he's developing a mindset. I want you to see this. God's people are called to the best. To the best. You're not supposed to be the tail. You're supposed to be the head. Glory to God. Yes, you are, Christina. Going to have some red bottoms. You are. You know what's interesting? I, I won't say who it is, but 
I know a lady that, uh, she had a great idea and there's one of these, and I didn't even, I hadn't even thought about it. What's that? Um, Tiffany, what's that app, uh, where you can sell your clothes and you can buy other people's clothes and shoes? Okay, just tell me when you remember. There's an app where you can sell your clothes and you can buy clothes that other people had or shoes and buy shoes that other people have. Some of y'all may, may know what the, the app is called. I never used it. I never saw it before. But I thought this was such an awesome idea. This le- Poshmark, there it is. Poshmark is the app. Uh, and here, this lady, she said, you know what? I'm going to look on there because Christina, she, she likes red bottom shoes as well. Christian Louboutin. And so she, she said, I want to get some Christian Louboutin shoes. She went on to Poshmark and I believe she found this lady's account. And this lady's like a high end attorney in Chicago. And she found out that this, this really wealthy attorney lady in Chicago who goes to trial all the time, has all these nice Christian Louboutin, uh, pairs in her closet, like filled with, uh, Louboutins in the closet. And the lady wears the same size that she wears. And so this, this, this attorney, she'll wear her Louboutins like twice and then sell them on Poshmark. She'll sell them on Poshmark. So same size. And here's a lady that saw that and is like, she wears my same size. She's worn them like twice. They're like brand new. And she buy and literally at a fraction, at a fraction of the cost of what it costs to go to the store and buy a thousand dollar pair of shoes. She Poshmarked it and got this lady shipped right to it. Wears two tests like brand new. And literally in your hand, I'm not saying you have to have a deal to be blessed. I'm just saying like, look at these little things that people don't even think of and just has like the best Christians are called to have the best. They're called to have the best. They're called. And you can listen, I'm not saying, because I don't want you to think that I'm on on here preaching that in order to be blessed, you have to find a deal. I'm not preaching that God will give God will bless you. Go buy it brand new. You don't have to worry about having a coupon. I, I talk all the time about that. You don't need a coupon. You don't need a deal. You don't need, you don't need any of that. God will bless you. You have it brand new. But until you get to that place of blessing, God will provide ways. Look at that. He'll provide ways. That doesn't mean buying a Rolex from China. <laughs> it means something real, but God may give it to you in a way that you didn't think it would come. But I want you to put it in the comments right now. Harvests and honor. They stayed in the best. They slept in the best. They ate the best. They lounged in the best. It's not for sinners. It's for you. It's not for sinners. It's for you. It's not for sinners. It's for you. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Hallelujah. It's not for sinners. It's for you. Amen. It's not for sinners. It's for you. Belongs to God's people. Wow. Every live video I posted on my Facebook page says this content isn't available right now. Every live video. Weird. Let me tell you something. We had a feeling stuff like this was going to happen and Thankfully, we saw ahead because as of yesterday, we've secured every video we've ever put out on hard drives. We downloaded everything we ever had. So whatever Facebook and YouTube decides they think they're going to do, we've got it all backed up. Um, 
You've got harvests and honor coming to you in Jesus' name. Amen. And so there it is. Number four. Number four. The best is for you. It's a mark of favor. It's a mark of favor. Number five. Let me go on. Let's keep reading in, in Acts 28. Uh, verse eight. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery. And Paul visited him and prayed and putting his hands on him, healed him. Hallelujah. Healed him. You see that? I'm going to give you number five. Number five is this open doors, open doors. I want you to put it in the comments. Marker number five of favor, open doors. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Marker number five of favor, open doors. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Open doors are coming to you in 2021. Open doors are coming to you in 2021. Hallelujah. That's it. Do you see how Paul was able to go right in and minister to Publius, Publius' father instantly. The door opened for ministry. The door opened for ministry. And that's what's going to happen to us. I love how Paul wrote in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, he's writing to the Ephesians and he said, uh, I, or he's writing from Ephesus. He said, I wanted to come to you, Corinthians, but doors of opportunity have opened to me, though many oppose me. You see that? Doors of opportunity have opened unto me, though many opposed me. And let me tell you something. Doors are opening for you in 2021. It's a marker of the favor of God. Doors will open for you to launch your own business. Doors will open for you to launch out in ministry. Doors will open for increase in your business or your career, promotion, whatever it is you're believing for. Doors will open. Doors will open. See, God is a God who knows how to open doors. How does he do it? He has the key of David. Jesus has the key of David in his hand. The book of Revelation said, he who has the key of David, who opens doors and no man can shut them. Glory to God. He opens doors and no man can shut them. Who shuts doors that none can open. <laughs> Hallelujah. Open doors for Paul. Paul should have been chained up. He's a prisoner. He's being transported. He's in prison. He's in mobile prison. <laughs> Think about it. He's in mobile prison. He's a prisoner on a ship, prisoner during a shipwreck, prisoner on his way to Rome. Prisoners don't get open doors. And look at Paul. His ministry can't, they can't even stop his ministry from functioning. I want you to see this. He's in the midst of being transported as a prisoner and he has no, they have no ability to shut him down. No ability to shut him down. Hallelujah. No ability to shut him down. He's still got open doors. He's still ministering. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's still ministering. It's going to happen for you in Jesus' name. Lift your hands wherever you are and receive this. Open doors are coming to you in 2021. The Lord is opening up the doors. The key of David is at work in your life. Doors are swinging wide to you. Stuff that's been shut for years is swinging open. Things the devil tried to keep you from 
are swinging open. Divine favor, as we run in 2021, I'm just telling you, get ready. Divine favor opening up to you. Opening up to you in Jesus' mighty name. Opening up to you. And these doors are opening quickly by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's number five, is open doors. Now let's keep reading. Number six, the Bible says again, we'll finish verse eight, and Paul visited him and he put his hands on him after and prayed and healed him. And he healed him. Now let's go to verse nine. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and they were cured. You see that? The rest, after that open door took place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases came and were cured. Hallelujah. Number six, supernatural power will operate in your life. Supernatural power will operate in your life and people will see God move on your life. They'll see it. What did I say the other night is that it's going to be so distinct. It's going to be so visible that people will be able to mark it from afar off. Hallelujah. They will be able to identify it and they'll be able to give God the glory from far away. Supernatural power will operate in your life. And it won't be, well, I'm in church and I feel to do this. I'm, I'm going to give a word. I'm going to, no, you'll be in Walmart and somebody will need prayer. You'll be out in the parking lot of the mall and somebody will need prayer. You'll be winning people to Jesus in the parking lot. You'll be laying hands on the sick in the parking lot, in the, you know, in the frozen food section of Walmart, whatever it is, power will operate in your life. It's like the story I told you that one time about when I was flying uh, to Atlanta and I'd left Norfolk and uh, they had me go from Norfolk to Atlanta, Atlanta to Indianapolis for some reason. <laughs> and it must've been a Delta flight. And I was very young in ministry. And as I was on that plane, I was not in a service. I wasn't in a revival. I was on that plane and the Lord spoke to me to uh, start praying for a guy on the plane that I didn't even know. Total stranger, total stranger. And it was a night flight. So they turned the lights off and all I could see was his silhouette against the window. And the Lord said, start praying for him and start praying for his eyes and start praying for his vision right now. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know the guy. Didn't even know if he needed prayer for his eyes, but I obeyed and I started praying. And then when the plane landed, he stood up to get his bag. I stood up to get mine and I, I tapped him and he turned to look at me. When he did, I saw that one of his eyes was extremely lazy, hanging down just like that. Cause the Lord had said, if you don't pray for his eye, his eyes, then he'll lose his vision very soon. He had glasses on. I saw that, but I couldn't see this. His eye was hanging down. And I said, Hey man, I said, I know we don't know each other. I said, but you know, what's interesting. I said, the Lord had me praying for you on this flight. I was praying for you. He said, are you serious? I said, Oh yeah. He said, man, he said, I'm, I'm a Catholic. He said, the Lord, he said, the Lord speaks to me a little differently than he speaks to you. I said, Hey, that's fine. You know, there's no easy way to start a conversation about the gifts of the spirit. I said, that's fine. And so I, uh, I got, I got walking with him and talking with him. We went off the plane and out into the terminal and I'm just walking with him and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just encouraging his faith. You know, Jesus is a healer. He'll take all this stuff. And we got to the place where we had to part ways by the escalator going down to the air, air train 
uh, to another terminal. And I said, listen, I said, man, I would be, I would feel really like I'd missed it if I didn't get a chance to just lay hands on you and pray for you. And I expected him to just rush off and say like, oh, I'm late for my plane. Thanks for praying for me. But you know, he put his carry on down and he lifted his hands in the airport and he said, let's do this. And I, and I laid hands on that man right there in the Atlanta airport and prayed that healing virtue would flow through his body and heal his eyes and, and, and that the Lord would make him whole. I think about those types, types of things, that when the anointings upon your life, when favors upon your life, I would have never had the ability to minister to that man if the favor of God was not upon, that's not a normal thing, that's an abnormal thing. But it, it not only gave me the open door, but look what happened. The power of God was upon me and he received it, lifted his, how abnormal is it for some businessman to that doesn't even know you to just put their bag down in the airport in front of everybody else that's walking by and lift their hands and say, let's do this as a Catholic man. I mean, that, that's, that's next level. That's only the Holy ghost. That's only the Holy ghost. And I ministered to him there in the airport powers coming upon you in 2021. You're going to win souls in the parking lot. You're going to lay hands in Walmart. You're going to see miracles take place wherever you go. God's going to give you favor and you're going to impact the world for his kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let me give you one more before we pray. Number seven, here we are in verse 10. And the Bible says, after the people had come who had diseases and were cured, they also honored us greatly. Thank you, Lord. They honored us greatly. Some say that means that they bestowed gifts onto Paul before he left. They bestowed gifts upon him. One translation said they honored us with many honors. They honored us with many honors. Some believe that means they gave him gifts. But look at this, which would go along with the context of the rest of the scripture, because the Bible says, and when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. Understand they were going from Malta all the way over to Rome. And so the Bible says they put on board whatever we needed. Glory to God. Now, I wanted to read you this because uh, it was interesting to look at this, um, the way that the uh, New English translation, there's a little translator's note here. And I thought it was interesting. And it says, uh, they gave us all that we needed. Uh, they gave us all the supplies we needed. Um, it's pretty amazing. It says, uh, listen to this translator's notes. As a nautical, the ship to sea. They, the, English, uh, the English participle preparing has also been supplied since the provisioning of the ship. Think about this. The provisioning of the ship would take place sometime before the uh, actual departure, which means it wasn't like, oh, you know, we got on the ship to leave and they ran up a few ham sandwiches. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the fact that the people of the island of Malta took their time provisioning the ship ahead of time before they sailed. Do you see that? And it's amazing. It's amazing here because look what happened. Is it not only did they honor them with many honors, which some believe means they brought them many gifts to honor them for everything that had been done, 
but they also provisioned the ship so that there was no need left for their journey. And so number seven, the seventh thing I want you to see as this hits your life is that there will be no need, no lack. And that's why I jumped ahead of myself earlier in this teaching, but I want you to put it in number seven, no need, no lack, no need, no lack. They gave gifts, honors, and anything that was needed for the whole journey. Put it in the comments, no need, no lack. That's number seven. That's a sign of favor. No need, no lack. Obviously, it's not only that, because we already talked about unusual kindness. We already talked about abundance. We already talked about having the best, but also no need, no lack. You know what that means? It means you won't have to take from things you need in order to get something you want. Catch that. I won't have to take from what I need. It means I don't have to skip paying my car payment to have something nice over here. No need, no lack in Jesus' name. You know what that means? Debts being canceled supernaturally. Bills ping, being paid, cars paid off, homes paid off, credit cards paid off, student loans paid off. It means needs are met and the abundance also comes. Part of that favor. You know what the Bible says? This is the favor of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack. Number six was power will be seen on your life, Christina. Power, the power of God will be evident in your life. And number seven, no need, no lack. Seven markers of divine favor that are coming upon your life in 2021. Get ready to see them. Let me say them again. Number one, divine provision. Number two, unusual kindness. Number three, deliverance. Number four, harvests and honor. Number five, open doors. Number six, the power of God being evident in your life. Number seven, no need, no lack. Seven markers of divine favor that are coming upon you in 2021 and beyond as God's favors upon us. We're, we're seeking him right now. We're going after him right now for this very purpose. And I'm going to tell you, I don't care what the world does. We are stepping out by the power of the Holy Ghost. And God's going to bless us all abundantly. Let me pray for every person that's watching because I'm telling you right now, God's doing something supernatural during this fast and we're going to be blessed. We're going to be blessed. Father, I'm praying now for every person who's attached to this ministry, every partner, every friend, every person that's attached. And I'm asking you this in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you to show them your divine favor before even this fast comes to an end in Jesus name. Lord, we thank you for divine protection upon our lives. No wicked thing will touch us. No wicked thing will come upon us. We thank you for unusual kindness that's going to be shown to us in Jesus mighty name. We thank you, Lord, for deliverance in every area of life that every wicked thing sent against us is being destroyed. We thank you, Lord, that we will have harvests and honors coming into our hands and coming into our lives quickly in this year. We thank you, Lord, for open doors coming upon every one of us. We thank you, Lord, that your power will be seen in every one of our lives. And we, Lord, 
We thank you that, that, it, that it's also no need, no lack. No need, no lack. No need, no lack. Hallelujah. No need, no lack. In the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you and we give you praise. And if you believe it, lift your hands in the comments. Shout aloud amen wherever you are. We give you honor and glory for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a heads up, we just heard from our uh, streaming provider, and they said it's not Facebook that has a problem. It's actually their streaming company that's had an issue. And so they're working on that to make sure that all those videos on Facebook are fine. But it doesn't change the fact that there is an antichrist spirit uh, operating in big tech. We can clearly see it, and we're working right now, and obviously we've been working on this uh, to start very soon. We're going to be streaming on our own app platform very soon as well, because it just makes sense. You don't want to be uh, in a place where uh, what you're doing is is controlled by people with an antichrist spirit. So uh, very soon, we're going to have the solution. We'll give you a heads up when it's done and when it's ready to go. But we will be streaming uh, on our own app. We already have an app, but we're setting up our own streaming. So uh, make sure you keep your ear to the ground. Uh, so tonight, check YouTube. If, obviously, we're going to be live again at 9 p.m., and so listen to me. Those of you that are watching, check YouTube. If Facebook's still giving us an issue by tonight at 9 o'clock p.m., just jump over to YouTube like we did today, and everything will be, I'm sure, uh, fine here at YouTube. So no, no issue. We'll still have the broadcast, but we'll just go around Facebook if we have to because of the bug or the issue, whatever it is. We're going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed yeah, we're not going to get parlored in Jesus' name, Jessica. We're not getting parlored. We're not, we're, that's not going to happen to us. Nor will we get MySpaced. Um, but <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed. I'm just telling you, something's going on right now. Can you see it? People are getting blessed. I'm getting blessed. You're getting blessed. I sowed that seed yesterday, and blessings already come back to me. Sowed another seed last night. <laughs> So now we've sown, what is it? Now we've sown, I just sowed $1,500 and the blessing keeps rolling. She sowed, $1,000 came back. People just keep coming with testimonies. And I'm just telling you, something's happening right now. God is positioning us for financial breakthrough. It's the only thing we can, we can say. This fast, this time of prayer, this time of consecration, we're going to get launched into financial increase. I'm just telling you, we're going to get launched. We're getting launched. I know it's not for everybody. It's for the people pressing in. That's why I'm so thankful. You know, I never really, and this is kind of relatively new in a way. I mean, we've, we've live streamed for a while, but, uh, you know, it's wonderful to have a connection with you daily on these live streams. It really, really is. I've, I love you. I miss you when I'm not on, when I have to go, or if I'm not able to jump on. Uh, I miss you guys, miss seeing you, miss talking to you, miss teaching you. And, um, you know, I never really fully understood this until now. But I was like, you know, you see these things that Paul writes. Um, I look at Ephesians 1, 15 and 16, and Paul said, For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward the saints... I don't cease giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Paul had a connection to the churches. He had a love for the people. He thanked God for them. 
uh, on a daily basis. He was thanking God for their faith and for their, their love. And, and I'm, I'm, that's how I, f- I feel about you. Every one of you in the Victory Tribe that log on daily, you're with us all the time. I love you. And I'm telling you, I thank God for you. Never fully understood that until we had this connection where we're daily with you. And uh, I love you a lot. I, I, I love seeing you get blessed. I love seeing you get blessed. I can't tell you how happy it makes me when I see you post those testimonies in the comments or if you email them to us. It blesses me to see you get blessed. And I want to see you overflow in 2021. And that's why I'm telling you, I feel something happening right now. It's happened over the last two days and a half. God is pouring out blessings. Don't miss it. Jump in. The Lord's dealing with people to sow large seeds. However you do it, obey his voice. You can go to miracleword.com. You can use Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, hashtag donate. Whatever you do, do it by faith. Maybe you're mailing a check. The, the website has our address at the bottom of every page. But listen, te- Ben, I love you. You're a major blessing, Ben. Love you so much. I thank God for you. Can't wait to jam with you in a few days. For those of you who don't know, Ben is a bass player extraordinaire down there in Roswell, Georgia area. And I'm going to get to jam with him and the team in literally just a week and a half, maybe a little bit, about a week and a half. At January 24th through the 5th of Fe- uh, February, we're going to be in Roswell, Georgia. And I want to see you guys there if you can make it. But we're going to jam. Ben's a blessing. Love you very much, Ben. Love every one of you. So whatever you got to do, he said, I'm ready. Bring it. You know, Ben, I, I feel like the Lord has used me to, uh, to increase your left hand strength. <laughs> I feel like one of the things God has used me to do in your life is to increase your left hand strength over the last 10 years. And you, you're, you're amazing. I love you, man. And so um, <laughs> those of you that are sowing, we say thank you. But step out by faith. Something big's happening right now. Don't be left out. But don't be left out. Get involved in it because God wants to launch you into financial increase. And of course, we want to be a blessing to you as well. We like to put resources in your hands because... Uh, I'm a reader. I enjoy reading a lot, but I know that uh, you can receive impartation by reading. And so in the month of January, for everybody that's sewing and partnering with us, we're going to be sending you Gloria Copeland's book, God's Will is Prosperity, a powerful book on the subject of prosperity. That's our gift to you. Go to miracleword.com forward slash offer, and there you can... um, Fill out the form. Tell us how you sewed. Give us your address. We will get that book to you. And then the one of the Bibles I was reading out of today and using for study, it's the Life Application Study Bible. This is a beast of a study tool. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's got so much inside. This is our gift to those sewing largely, $1,000 or more. Uh, we're going to make this out to you, sign it to you, include it with Gloria Copeland's book in January, and send you in the New Living Translation Genuine Leather, the Life Application Study Bible. Don't forget the brand new book, Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting, is available on all platforms. It's on Amazon. It's on our website if you want to get a paperback. It's also on Kindle and Apple Books if you want to get an ebook version of this. Don't wait. We've got a little bit over a week of the fast left. Get this while you're fasting. And let this book be a blessing to you. It may be 
one of the most important books, if not the most important book that I've ever written uh, to date. And it will be a blessing to you. And I'm so thankful for Dr. Bob Rogers, who um, wrote the foreword to this. It'll be a massive blessing to you. We're going to be back live again tonight at nine o'clock. Once again, if Facebook's still giving us a problem, then check, uh, check YouTube, check YouTube. And then of course, this Monday, let me make a quick announcement. Carolyn's going to be speaking on faith, uh, TV, uh, all over the world. She's joined by, uh, Ms. Kelly Gilman, Pastor Jenny Raybert, Pastor Rhonda Spencer, Pastor Nicole Crank, and they're going to be going for three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 11 a.m. New York City time, and it's going to go until 1 p.m., 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. New York City time, and it'll be, it'll be live on My Faith TV, uh, on their app, all their streaming platforms, and on television um, all through Africa, all through the U.K., uh, and then here in the United States of America. So jump on that, uh, and don't miss it. We're reading the Bible in 90 days. If you haven't jumped in with us, it's not too late to start. You can download the reading plan from our website, miracleword.com forward slash study, and you can get it. It'll, it'll help you and walk you through uh, the entire reading plan. Uh, we're going through March 31st to read the whole Bible, 13 chapters a day. It'll bless you. And so jump in with us. You're not too late. I love you guys so much. So excited. Today's the day. Miracle Word TV launches tonight. And uh, we're very excited. God's opened the doors and all we're going to do is expand. It's super natural. So we love you. Thank you for spending time with me today. You're favored. You're blessed. I'll see you again back tonight, nine o'clock. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.